<laughs> it ain't Halloween yet, bitch. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, it's oh. not. Not even kind of. Okay, I should probably introduce song. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the Six of One podcast, where we talk about curious things, things we are curious about. I am half of your host, Kyle, and this is Sav. Hi guys. Hi Sav. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Um, it's fine. It's going well. I'm glad awesome. that it's the end of the week. I know that you guys get yeah. this episode at the beginning of the week, but we record at the end, so. We should record earlier, but you know, but it works it this way. How was yeah. your week? How was it since last recording? Um, good. Trying to think of what happened. Did you do anything? Well, it was my sister's birthday on Sunday, so we hung out with her. Oh, that's fun. Um, then we got a new cat. Um, we took my parents, well, my grandparents' cat that my parents had. We took that cat in. So new kitty. That's been fun. So please tell everyone how um, what that what animal count that brings your uh, household to. Oh, I have four cats and a dog. Four cats so and five, a dog. Five, Which, five animals. Honestly, like it sounds like a lot, but it's really not a lot for your house. No, yeah, especially because majority of them are cats. Like if we had yeah. the opposite and it was four dogs and a cat, like that would, would be a lot. Oh yeah, no, I would. But this, the yeah. The majority are small creatures that mind yeah. their business mostly. You're not really stepping all over them. Yeah, no, it's fine. But uh, yeah, no, last night was terrible though because my um, cat, as I already told you, my um, first cat, Skuma, he um, has something called struvite crystals. Oh. And um, so he gets blockages in his urethra. Which happened like two years ago, almost to the day. Oh, so it's like a um, a condition. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, oh. you asked me earlier, you're like, how do you know he wasn't peeing? But like, him not peeing is something to like look out for, too. Yeah, so you know to look out for that. Okay. Right. So like, if you just saw your cat, like, go to the litter box and like, pretend to pee and then not, then leave, you wouldn't be like, oh, let me go double check that he peed. <laughs> no, no. I'd just be like, that. That was weird. Okay, whatever. But yeah, he even made like really like weird noises. But we think it's because he's stressed about the new cat. Oh, that could be it. Which leads me to say that we might have to, you know, give the new cat back <laughs> to my parents if this persists. Understandable. Skuma was here first. That's yeah. But I think it's going to be fine. Like, I think they'll get along. Matt's like, no, we need to give him back now. But I mm. think it's going to be okay. Let's see how it pans out yeah. a little bit. But yeah, that's my story, I guess. The rest, I just worked the rest of the week, so. Nothing fun. Did you Fair. work at all this week? or Not at all. I How did you know? You did, did you see? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that um, Flint was out of sick or snow days. Yes. So, so all the heat days were. In the, in the interesting saga that is my work life, we were out this entire week. Normally, we would have been Monday through Thursday. Uh, we have Fridays off in August um, until Labor Day, but we were off. All this week because of the heat. Um, I think the union decided that if it's over 85, is like 85 is like the degree um, that we can call off school or whatever. So uh. yeah, the tally is up to six. We're up to six days that we've had off this year. Honestly, I think I've worked less than I have not worked. That's fair. And was supposed to work because I right. had two days off too because we camped. Right. So I think I've worked less, but 
Um, yeah, so we're we're at six now. I th- they are supposed to come out of our snow days. We'll see what ends up happening, though. I, I don't know if we're going to get pardoned for them or what's going to happen. Right. Like, I feel like there should be some kind of like this lenience a, on Yeah, that. this is an extenuating circumstance. And, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that they can't, like, if it snows really bad, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, still come in. They'll just have to tack on days at the end. Which might end up happening, which... Would not be fun, but it would wouldn't be, be fun. But whatever. We also have intercessions, so maybe they'll just take a day out of an intercession or something. Right. So it would be probably a little bit different than like when you just don't have intercession. Yeah. When you have to actually tack on days at the end of the year. Yeah, because you technically then Flint schools goes year round with like an extra long intercession in the summer, right? Yeah. Is like the dealio. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we get about six weeks in the summer, so a little less than everybody else, but. Oh, yeah, because I feel like summer's only like eight. It's only usually eight. Ten, anyway. maybe? Eight or ten, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's been too long. <laughs> School. Yeah. It's for the birds. All right. All right. So, this episode, what is the topic of this episode, Sav? You're doing this one, right? Yeah. So, um, it, I don't know. I was racking my brain on what to do, and um, I was talking to my husband, and we were talking about noodles. <laughs> You know, so, uh, <laughs> as one does. Well, we were talking about um, spaghetti in general because I was like, maybe I'll do it on spaghetti because um, you know how spaghetti is, you know, Italian, but noodles aren't Italian in like nature. Oh, like they didn't come from originally from Italy. And then he's like, also tomatoes because tomatoes didn't come originally from Italy oh. either. So that I was like, oh, I could just do the whole thing on spaghetti and sauce, you know? Like how we as Americans eat spaghetti. Because I know that's not how Italians eat spaghetti, but like how Americans no. yeah. usually yeah, yeah, eat yeah. spaghetti. Because like when I was growing up, if my mom was like, hey, we're going to have spaghetti tonight, I wouldn't think I was just having spaghetti noodles. I would, would assume I was having spaghetti with like with some kind sauce. of sauce. Yeah. Probably a meat sauce, maybe just a marinara. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. more than likely. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't just be like, oh, just spaghetti noodles. So no. I feel like spaghetti in um, you know, America is a lot different. Than like other yes. people would think of spaghetti. All food in America is a lot different. That's than fair. Anywhere else, Chinese, Mexican, <laughs> right. everything. We yeah. fuck it up, Robab. We do, but I mean, like we come from our forefathers, um, like England, because they also fuck everything up too. So. <laughs> That's true. Like curry, <laughs> there. <laughs> the curry that like Oof. you get from England is just like one. Di- they'll be like, oh, this is curry, and like. You know, Indian people would be like, "That's like one type of curry." That's one type of curry. Right. It's not all curry. It's not all the curries. And uh, that's actually like, we don't usually eat that curry, um, but it's because, uh, if I recall, it's because British soldiers were stationed in India for some war, and uh, that's what they ate. And then they brought it back, and they were like, oh. "This is delicious. You should like, eat it." This is curry. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um. By the way, so spaghetti. Spaghetti. So what we're basically going to talk about is how a dish containing many things that are not Italian became an Italian staple. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not natively Italian. Not natively Italian. Yeah. Because I mean, I guess there are now. It's been a lot of years. Technically, it is. Yeah. Italian. Now. Yeah. 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 Um. So we're going to break it down, and we're going to first start with pasta. So what is pasta, according to PBS? Mm-hmm. It is the world's most accessible food. With nearly every country in the world having some sort of pasta in their culinary culture. Oh my god, I never realized. Yeah, so it's not even just like pasta, but like 
barley and like orzo and like yeah like there are other kind of like pasta y grains that yeah, you yeah. consider pasta as well yeah but yeah i mean everybody's got some kind of noodles never thought like ramen like right. that's pasta and that's not Italian. yeah that's or like hungarians have like noodles <sighs> and yeah. you know russian noodles and um yeah um everybody's got noodles swedish meatballs have yeah. swedish noodles yeah you put egg noodles in that mm, i want to eat that now <laughs> Dang. Figure uh, out what you're having for dinner tonight. No, my husband hates though. He what? Hates, he hates anything creamy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a sin, awful. Dude. Except for like like mac and cheese is fine or like Alfredo every once in a while is fine. But like yeah, creamy Swedish, me- Swedish meatballs you'd be like no. Like anything cuz like if I made uh, Swedish meatballs, I'm making it like you did in 1950 and I'm using cream of mushroom yeah. soup oh, to make yeah. it. Hell yeah. So like it's creamy as hell. And he also doesn't like mushrooms, so it's like a twofer there. So sad. I know. It's, it's one of my favorite sad. things ever. It's Swedish really meatballs. good. I haven't had Swedish meatballs in a long time. Me I'm going to have to make that soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So back to anyway. <laughs> noodles. Um, Question real quick though. It's yeah. So pasta. Uh-huh. I've heard it pronounced pasta. Who says pasta? People say pasta. Well, they're just, I don't know. At least on TikTok. I don't know if it's an English thing or what. Maybe. Maybe it's just like a dialect. Could be dialect. Or like cool. an accent. Pasta. I've found yeah. myself pronouncing it pasta lately. That's I'm, super funny. I don't know why. Anyway, it's definitely continue. pasta here in Michigan. Yeah. But we're also like, we long aw. We do a lot of we aws do long here. Ace, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's apparently, true. okay, so apparently it's hard to trace the exact history of where pasta came from because the word pasta is an Italian word. Oh, it is? Yeah. So, oh. like, What's you would mean? think pasta. <laughs> It means pasta. The I, don't pasta know, I didn't write that down. Means pasta. No, nah, the d- the word is in reference to the dough. Oh, that's what they said. So I don't really know what that meant, and I didn't like the dough like, is called. It's like pasta dough versus like cake. Dough? Like maybe pasta <laughs> means like doughy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, pasta is a combination of flour and water or eggs. But that concept has been around for centuries. I don't know. Maybe is that what's in pasta? Maybe you don't know what's in pasta. I know I you know what's in pasta, well, but yeah. like I cook a lot. I actually just made homemade pasta. I remember which when you is made that. Really funny. I like. Did you just just make it? Just I'm just made homemade ravioli. Yeah, because you made it like a while ago too. Yes. Or are you talking about that time? Because that was like a year no. and a half ago. No, I made it. Okay. Just like no, like uh, like within the last week, okay. I made it again. Because I was like, I haven't made that in a while. Yeah. And, oh my god! Don't fucking do it, guys! Don't. That's do what you it. said the first time. Don't do it. I've always You're like, forgot. I'm never, I'm never doing it again. And Ravioli it especially again. is right. difficult because you have to make the dough and then you got to make the filling and then you got to put the filling in the dough and then you got to cook it. I was watching um, Hell's Kitchen though, and he made them all make like fresh ravioli on mm. the spot, and they only had like 12 minutes to do it. Oh my god! I could not do it in 12. I mean, Maybe it, there's not 12, nothing like it. It's like, delicious, but it's they didn't have a lot of minutes. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, so the pasta that Italians and everybody else enjoys today is most likely descended from Asian noodles. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, the Asians had it. That makes sense because Asians the, had it first. The Asian culture goes back farther yeah. than anything else. Yeah. So like they're just older in general. It was brought from to Italy from China by Marco Polo. Oh the. Yeah. The Marco Polo. The Marco Polo. Not, I mean, the game, but yeah, not the game. Marco. Polo. Wow. Yeah, that guy. In the 13th century. Damn. So that would be like the 12, 1200s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. 
This is because there's a passage in the Travels of Marco Polo that mentions his introduction to the plant, to a plant that produced flour. I spelled flour like a flower. And oh, I'm yeah. Just that's noticing the wrong that. It's really funny. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. So, the plant that they had, the Chinese used to make meal that uh, was used, it's like a barley meal, and it was used to make pasta like dishes, mm. including one that he described as lasagna. Wow. Yeah, so, so he's all back there talking OG about lasagna. Lasagna. Now, when you say meal, um, for those of you that don't know, it's like a, like a, powder kind of thing granule yeah it's like you take wheat and then you crush it and then you got a a meal yeah and then you make flour out of that right yeah yeah you can how do you make flour out of that you just refine it finally yeah Yeah. i think you refine the meal Uh, i think you sift out like because like meal has the shell too oh where flour doesn't have the shell so you're just looking for the insides and then yeah that's Mm -hmm. fair that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay However, since the original text doesn't exist <laughs> that talked about Marco Polo eating lasagna, oh, oh. it has been retold by various authors and experts. The idea that Marco Polo was the first to bring pasta to Italy is unlikely. Oh. Because pasta was already gaining popularity in the 13th century. So then they're oh. like, maybe they got it somehow else. Like maybe somebody else oh. brought so it probably wasn't him. Yeah. There's some major speculation going on here. Major speculation. They don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Some researchers believe that it could have been used as far back as the 4th century, but it's still much newer than it is to Asia. Oh. So even if Italy had it in the 4th century, it was in Asia a long that time before like then. Yeah, that seems kind of crazy. I mean, we don't know a whole lot about history, but it's crazy that they couldn't narrow it down farther. Right. They're like either the 1200s <laughs> or the 4th century. I don't know. <laughs> either the 300s or the 1200s. You get right. a giant nine-year gap in there. Yeah. What? Nine-year. Is that good? Is that math? 900 year. 900. That's not right. <laughs> Was that math, though? Was that right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, four. Eight. Twelve. Thirteen. No, nine. Either way, giant gap of years. Yeah, big there. gap, big gap. Well, because you were thinking of the 1200s, but it's 13th century, remember? Oh. Mm, that's what happened. Yep. Okay, so noodles, however, existed in Asia, Asia for over 4,000 years. So they, like, have, like, as of today. So, like, it was, like, 2,000 years before. BC, BCE, whatever we call it now. <laughs> I don't know. Before we started counting from one. Yeah. <laughs> BCE. Yeah, BCE. So, like, that's a fucking long time. It is a fucking long time. It traveled through Europe, but it is unclear how that happened. Maybe it was Marco Polo, maybe it wasn't. Okay. However, um, once it reached the Mediterranean, the process of pasta making was refined by... I mean, I say refined. I don't want to say refined. <laughs> I wrote refined because that's what they said. But I don't want to say refined now. But, like, it was changed. Okay. Because I'm not saying that, like, the Asians weren't doing a good job. No, yeah, yeah. I feel like refined insinuates that the Asians that weren't. That they were Right, exactly. But they were probably the, doing it. It right. was, um, yeah, adapted? It was adapted. It was... 
boiled down, maybe. Okay. Okay. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and so refined in that song. Yeah. Like, yeah. And durum wheat became the ingredient of choice for pasta because it had a high gluten content and a long shelf life. Ah, so they fair. did make it like more shelf stable. Fair, fair. Although I, I would argue that these days, you know, ramen was probably the most shelf stable out of all the noodles. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, haha. Should have lasted. That will survive a nuclear apocalypse. Right. But fun fact. Mm-hmm. For over 50 years, there has been a law of pureness in Italy that states that pasta must be made with durum wheat semolina and water with no additives. Like, they won't accept any other pasta. It does only apply if it's going in the national market. So I feel like they're like, if you're going to sell it from Italy, it's got to be like this, you know? Okay. But like, you could, you know. If you're Buy in, it in Italy, I guess, maybe differently. Oh, if you're in Italy and you were making it at home, you could make it however you I mean, wanted to make it. Yeah, you can make it however you want. But like, I think you could even like sell it in Italy with additives. With additives. But only if you're selling it in Italy, yeah. not like out of Italy. Yeah. Other factors in this law of pureness revolve around color, oh. minimum protein level, oh. and gluten quality to retain starch. You know, it would surprise me. It would not surprise me at all, though, if Italy had, like, pasta police. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like they kind of <laughs> do. And it's the same thing. They have a law of pureness in Germany about beer. Well, yeah, no. I mean, that's it's understandable like if it's going out of the country. But, like, if it was yeah. staying in the country, I would and not be surprised if Italy right. had, like, certain standards that they had, too. That's fair. It leads me to believe that um, Italy does not have tricolored pasta. Um, I'm so. going to say no <laughs> that they don't. You're not using beets to make little red pasties. I could not live in, well, whatever. I couldn't live in Italy or whatever because I never have fucking semolina flour. Well, you would if you were in Italy. Well, you probably would. You probably just have it stocked all the time. But I never, I've literally never bought it before. So I just make it out of regular flour. Yeah, like why wouldn't you? But I mean, you should be making it out of semolina according to the Italians. Apparently, I'm doing it illegal. They refined it. Fucking assholes. Fucking assholes. (laughs) Okay, so we're at the 13th century when pasta became popular in Italy. Okay. But what about the other part of spaghetti? The tomato sauce. What about it? Bum, bum. Dun, dun. We, we should probably take a break. This sounds like a perfect note. time yeah. for a break. Yeah. Hi, friends. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like this podcast, you can also like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is at six of one podcast, six spelled out, O-F-1, the numeral podcast. Look us up. Welcome back to the podcast, the six of one podcast, where we are talking about spaghetti the pastas and the sauce and right now we're getting into the sauce so what about the sauce sav what about the sauce what about the sauce okay so as we recall we were on the 13th century when pasta became popular in italy mm-hmm, so before mm-hmm. that they weren't even eating pasta mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but interestingly enough tomatoes were not introduced to italy until about the 15th or 16th century so for what 2000 years yeah they ate, wait, 2,200. 
200. 200. 200 years they eat pasta without tomato sauce? Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, there's a ton of dishes in Italy there's that are pasta without million. tomato sauce. There are, there are, there are. Like tomatoes were not that big of a deal. I wonder if Alfredo was a thing then. You think it would have been? Maybe. I feel like I, I almost looked it up when they had Parmesan. <laughs> I, they had cows, probably. They had cows. I don't think cows are native to, like, America. But tomatoes are native to the Americas, which is why they didn't have them. Oh, they're native to the Americas. Yes. Um, Interesting. So South, Western South America specifically, the wild versions were the size of peas. No way. And they were first domesticated by the Aztecs and other peoples in the Mesoamericas. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Right. So, like, that along with, like, potatoes, along with, like, Mm -hmm. corn. Corn. That's what I was thinking. So, corn Corn. and potatoes and tomatoes. And probably other things. But those, I feel like, are the big three. That, like, other places have. Well, maybe not corn. But, like, other places have definitely taken, like. Oh, for Potatoes sure. and tomatoes. For and sure. like, these are ours now. It's like, yep. I mean, they're not mine either, so I don't know why. No, <laughs> They're yeah. done in a behind mighty, but like, they're not yours either. They're, no, they're not. So, side note, because I thought it would be interesting, but here are some of the dishes that were popular in, um, or some of the foods that, not dishes, I didn't actually list any dishes. Um, <laughs> here are some <laughs> of the foods that were popular in Italy before tomatoes were introduced. In Italy? Italy. Did I say Italy? <laughs> Italy. God, I'm just really struggling through this day. Uh, no, you're doing great. Okay, okay. so what, what were some of the foods then? Okay, so Italian foods were more similar to um, Mediterranean foods. So mm, you had Greek. a lot of olives. Yep, fair. A lot of pastas after the 13th century, I guess. Mm-hmm. Different types of polentas. However, mm. not a corn-based polenta. God, fair. Because they didn't have the corn. Didn't have corn. Fair. I don't know what you make. I should have looked that up. I don't know what you make polenta with if not corn. You lentils. don't even. Do you know what polenta is? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to picture of what you could make polenta with yeah, instead of lentils. Maybe know. beans. Beans. Maybe beans. Yeah, something like beans or lentils. Yeah. And the next one's up is beans. They ate a lot of beans. Oh, maybe they made it out of beans. They ate a lot of onions. Like most sauces with pasta, I read somewhere were made with onions and garlic. Just, just onion and garlic. Onion, garlic. Onion. Garlic I mean, really, like that olives. you could make a pretty solid sauce out of just olive oil, onion, yeah. garlic. But the tomatoes just had that je ne sais quoi. Uh, the je ne sais quoi. Um, That's French, not Italian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know much Italian. But they also ate anchovies and other fishes. Yeah, that, tra- yeah, that tracks. And then in the inland of Italy, they ate some pork and wild game as well. Yeah, also tracks. So that's all Mediterranean stuff right there. Yeah, that's like what they're the eating. the Greek diet. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fish. Lots of fish especially. Ugh. Yeah. This explains why olive oil is so... Um, like associated with Italy. Yeah, no, because and that is olives. Italy. It's like yeah. olives, I, I believe, are native to Italy. So, like, they can claim that one. Yeah. They had that one. They had that one. So, it was actually the Spanish that introduced tomatoes to Europe, where they became very popular in Spanish food. Because, like, as you may have known, the Spanish conquered mexico right when they yeah when they came yeah. over and conquered the central yeah. americas so central and south right yeah i shouldn't say conquered they raped and pillaged mexico well that's what conquering that's what i think yeah. of when i okay, think of conquering good. now good because that's what it is that's what they yeah. did when they yeah. said they conquered they just, that's what they did they just fucked it up just like christopher Columbo conquered yeah no. north america what? yeah 
That guy sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they came over and they took tomatoes back, I guess. And so then in France, Italy, and Northern Europe, tomatoes um, were initially grown just as ornamental plants. Or what is an ornamental plant? Like a flower. Oh. Like they just grew them to look pretty. Interesting. And partially because botanists looked at them and they thought they looked too close to belladonna or nightly de- deadly nightshade. <gasps> oh, nightly so they, didn't, they were like, don't eat that, bro. Yeah, they're like, that's going to definitely kill you. That will 100% kill you. That's so sad. Also, the acid in tomatoes um, interacted with pewter plates that they used back then and that led them to believe that they were toxic as well. Because they're like, if it's eating my fucking plate, it's going to eat my insides probably. Which I think is a fair assessment. Oh, like actual plates. Yeah. And they were made out of pewter? Pewter. I don't really know what pewter what the hell is. How is pewter? It's um something. That's crazy that a tomato will eat a plate. I mean, that tomato ate a plate. <laughs> that specific tomato. Yeah. Well, it's probably a lot different now. Um, and it's like the, the newer the tomato, I think, the more acid it has in it. So when they're riper, yeah. they're better. They're That's less fair. acidic. Pewter is a gray alloy of tin with copper and antimony, oh. formerly tin and lead. <laughs> so it would. So eat. it wasn't the tomatoes that was the problem <laughs> of what you were eating on Italians. <laughs> it was probably the lead. It was probably the lead that was in your plates. Oh my god. The derps. Um. But yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. So yeah. like it just because like yeah, if you left a tomato on like. Any kind of metal, it's gonna make it rusty. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just fair. acid in it. But like your body isn't made out of metal, so yeah, no. you're fine. You're good. The recorded history of tomatoes dates back to at least October 31st, 1548. Halloween before it was Halloween. Before it was Halloween. I Actually, think. I don't know that. I don't know when Halloween became right, Halloween. Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> I assumed that. Which I thought was funny because it was just a very specific date. Yeah, it's a very like specific date. Exactly they know exactly the date on that. When? Because, like, I feel like other well, things are, like... History. I mean, it's recorded history, but, like, usually you're just, like, oh, Mar- like October of 1548. Not exactly Right, October not exactly. 31st. But apparently had, they had very good records from 500 years ago. Okay, so what had anyway. happened was uh, the house steward of Cosimo de Medici... It was good. Right. The Grand Duke of <laughs> Tuscany wrote to the Medici private secretary informing him that the basket of tomatoes sent from the Grand Duke's Florentine estates at Torre del Gallo mm-hmm. had safely arrived. So that's, that's how they know that they had tomatoes at least then. <laughs> because they had that, that like message. <laughs> that's such an anticlimactic first right. message about tomatoes ever. They have safely right. arrived. So. I mean, it's not the first message about tomatoes probably ever. It's just the first the one first we could recorded, find. The first recorded, right? This one we could find, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like obviously they had tomatoes before then because if somebody just wrote to me and was like, the tomatoes you sent arrived, I'd be like, what the fuck was this you sent? <laughs> if I didn't know what tomatoes were. <laughs> like, uh, what is this? The earliest discovered cookbook with tomato recipes was published in Naples in 1692, although the author apparently just put like a whole bunch of Spanish recipes for tomatoes in there. Oh. So we're not at pasta sauce yet. No, this is 1692. 1692. So we're coming up real quick. Yeah. This is many, many years in the... the Right. We're in the 18th century now. Yeah. 18th? No. 17th. 17th. Yeah. 
But in the 18th century. Okay, so the first known tomato sauce recipe mm-hmm. with pasta mm-hmm. appears in an Italian cookbook, Lapicio Moderno. Moderno. Ma, ma, I'm putting it in. Moderno. Thank you. <laughs> it's like I, don't, I can't say not saying that in there. It's not in there. Um, by Roman chef Francesco Leonardi, which was edited. So I don't know when it was written, but it was edited in 1790. Okay. Like that's the day they gave me. So I say this to say that spaghetti sauce was not a thing. Like spaghetti with sauce wasn't a thing until the U.S. was a thing. The U.S. is a thing before oh spaghetti sauce God. on spaghetti was a thing. Well, hot damn. If that doesn't put that in perspective for you. Right? Damn. That's like um, that's like when, you know, uh, when people are like, oh, Betty White and fucking Elvis yeah. Presley were alive at the same time or born the same year or whatever it was. I don't yeah. know. I don't know who it is. But. Those two are a little not as crazy. The one that's crazy is um, Martin Luther King was born around the same time as... Uh, Betty, Betty White. White. Yeah. And also Anne on. Frank. Anne Frank, yes. But it depends on when they died. I mean, Anne Frank was like, what, 14, 12? She was 15. 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, like she was hella young. And then like mm-hmm. MLK was like 28, I think. Maybe, I don't know how maybe old or younger than that. Not that much younger. Than, I don't know. I should know that. I teach about his speech. Oh, he was in his late Oops. 20s, I believe. To late 20s. Wait. And Betty White's almost 100, so. No. Maybe early 30s. The reason I know this is because (laughs) Justin Bieber's latest album has snippets of Martin Luther King Jr. speaking on on it. That sounds disrespectful to me. It's a little bit. And one (laughs) of the speeches, he says, you may be 38 years old like I happen to be. Oh. Oh, he's he's much older than than I thought. He might have been like early 40s. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) No, that makes sense because... He was born in the 20s and he died in the 60s. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. that's basic math. So, yeah, so, but I don't think he made it to 40. No, probably not. He made maybe 39. Yeah. Or maybe he was 38. Still. Maybe he made it to 40. I'm going to find this out and I'm going to know exactly <laughs> how old MLK was when he died. Maybe we should do a whole episode on MLK. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that's still crazy to think. Because yeah, yeah, so then he died in the 60s. And then she's still alive and it's 2021, so. Yeah. But I think she was born in 2022. Like, I think she's turning 100 next year. That's insane. Or maybe this year. Maybe she is 100. I don't know. She's I know she's not 100. Yeah, I know she's still under 100. I think the queen was born the same year as her. But that makes sense because she's also old as hell. They're, yeah, they're both but old But also, think about this. The old as hell people are Christian white people, so. Mm, mm. Something to ponder. Interesting. All right, so yeah, spaghetti was <laughs> spaghetti. The sauce wasn't a thing until after the United States was born. I think we should take another break. Okay, another break, and then we'll talk about what are we gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about just different dishes that you can make with spaghetti. Oh yay! And then like kind of how yeah, we'll get into it. I don't need to tell you the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> bye. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover in the future, go ahead and email us at sixofonepodcast, all spelled out, at gmail.com. And maybe your topic will be selected for a future episode. Welcome back to the podcast. 
episode where we were talking about spaghetti. I was almost, I was almost going to say the spaghetti podcast, but then that makes it sound like our whole podcast is about spaghetti. And it's not. It's if not. only. Just this episode. So Sav just told us that the spaghetti with sauce situation wasn't around until the mm. United States was around, which is crazy, or after the United States was around. And now she's going to tell us about all the other dishes that you can make with spaghetti. The noodle. The noodle. Yeah, so other spaghetti dishes that include spaghetti. <laughs> I don't know why it is. Um, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's how I read it. The other spaghetti dishes include... Spaghetti aglio e olio. Mm, I which love that is, one. That's a good one. It's so good. So spaghetti with garlic and oil. That comes from Naples. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti alla puntanesca. Ooh. Puntanesca. Which literally translates to spaghetti whore style. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, put, uh, puta yeah, is a uh, puta is whore. Uh, a whore. Yeah. So I was like, oop, okay. Um, that wasn't made till the mid 20th century and is a tangy and salty Italian dish with okay. tomatoes, olive oil, olives, capers, and garlic. Oh, capers. So okay. I think that's why okay. they call it horse style because it's a little dirty. It's a little dirty. <laughs> there is spaghetti alla Nerano. Okay, yeah. Which is from a village, the village of Nerano, which is near Naples. And that's made with fried zucchinis and mm. a local variant of provolone. Okay. And then the last one I wrote down is spaghetti a la vongole, vongole, which is spaghetti with clams. Ooh, that one doesn't sound super appetizing. Not a fan. But you would be surprised. Have you ever had um, spaghetti with zucchini in it? Like a spaghetti dish with zucchini in it or squash, either either or? No, but it sounds delicious. Oh, my God. You would, like, the texture and, like, just the, I don't know. Do you like zucchini squashes? Yeah, I love squash. You do, like. A squash fan. I remember you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you would like it because it adds a very interesting flavor, and you'd think the texture would be weird because I don't like mushrooms for the texture or like the taste of mushrooms, but I don't like the texture. Oh, mushrooms. that's fair. But zucchini's not bad. Zucchini squashes, all that aren't, aren't bad when they're cooked. They're like they're mushy, but they're not like weirdly mushy. Right. No, that does sound okay. good. And they're good, fried in this dish, so I feel like they might be breaded too. So it might be like a Ooh. eggplant parm kind of situation. Ooh. Which I do love a good eggplant parm. That's probably my well, not eggplant, but parm is. <laughs> yeah, when I was eating vegetarian, though, that's like my go-to. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm. remember when you went vegan? Yeah. Like hardcore yeah. for like a month. I made eggplant too. parm twice. Tried to make eggplant parm twice. You made so many was vegan horrible. cheeses. So many vegan cheeses. That's funny. <laughs> that's great though. Good for you. <laughs> I did want a side tangent also say, speaking of squash, one of my favorite things when I was growing up was spaghetti squash with pasta sauce on top of it. <sighs> so like like spaghetti, but just with spaghetti squash. It's just squash. squash. Yeah. yeah. So good. That's so delicious. I love spaghetti squash. Low carb option. Matt doesn't like spaghetti squash. Because he doesn't like anything. No, I'm, like being I'm being dramatic. But he a little <laughs> bit doesn't. And right now he's trying to like eat healthy, so he doesn't want car- like a lot of carbs. Like bread oh, carbs. Yeah, he's fine with yeah. like rice carbs and like... That's yeah, it. Because they're different. Potato carbs. But yeah. Um, but not like. Not bread. Not bread or beer? pasta carbs. Not beer. Well, sometimes beer, but like not often uh, beer. And so. Fair. It's a good way to keep the beer yeah. belly off. Yeah. But it is, you know, making me. It does make me sad sometimes because I'm like, well, I just want to make a pasta dish for <laughs> dinner. Because they're easy and they're filling and they last a long time. Right, but I say that to say he also is not a big fan of squash, so he doesn't like spaghetti squash. So like, I can't even make like a substitute with spaghetti squash. So sad. Okay, so I think this is my last 
Uh, it's kind of my last thing. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about why we eat spaghetti with like sauce in America. Okay. Because as we established in the beginning of this episode, we when we think of spaghetti, we think of like the whole shebang, not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. noodles. Yeah. <clears throat> so in America, we love spaghetti primarily with like a marinara or meat sauce, mm-hmm. which is one of most of our moms likely made us. As I said before. (laughs) And we can thank Italian immigrants for that. Ah. According to thetravel.com, in the 1880s, immigrants came over from Italy to uh, settle in New York. And with them, they brought their traditional recipes that have been in their family for generations. Thank God. Thank God. But uh, they came with very little money. Mm. So then they had to manage to, like, they managed to hold on to those recipes, but they had to, like, do it on a budget. Okay. So many of the people that came were from southern Italy and they started to make meatballs, like spaghetti and meatballs, but their meatballs were more similar to like the ones you'd find in Italian wedding soup. So like little tiny babies. Oh, the tiny ones, not little giant marbles. ones. See, yeah. I would have thought they originally made giant ones. No, they originally made tiny ones. And so they put that with like sauce. This is making me hungry. This However, once immigrants one. started to gain, I know I'm starving. <laughs> uh, once immigrants started to gain uh, money, the size of the meatballs oh, increased. Oh, okay, because they could afford more meat. Yeah. <laughs> and traditionally, meatballs were made with like mostly bread, little meat. This is expensive to get meat. Yeah, because you were just basically making meatballs to like extend the life of your meat. Yeah. But however, when, you know, Italian Americans started to become more successful, their meatballs started to change. Hmm. Yeah. As for marinara, that is usually served with meatballs or meat in a sauce. Traditionally, that's not something you usually serve with spaghetti and or meatballs in what? Italy. What? Yeah. What's the what's the use of marinara then? Just pizza? Uh <laughs> I guess. I didn't actually look that up. Like, what else they use marinara? <laughs> but I don't think they use marinara very often in Italy. And no, obviously, if tomatoes were around. I mean, you around. went to Italy. Was there a lot of marinara flying around? You know what? Mm-hmm. Goddamn, no. Because I feel like there's tomatoes in dishes, right? No, okay. So but is that like a tomato sauce? Even like the pizzas had very skimp amounts of marinara. Yeah. They don't use marinara a whole lot. If, like, right. if you get spaghetti with meatballs or whatever, spaghetti, pasta with sauce yeah it's gonna it's gonna be marinara but most of it was either like crushed tomatoes yeah or whole tomatoes or some sort of other based sauce right right and i feel like and i'm i mean maybe i'm wrong if you're in italy and listening to this which you're probably not let me know but i (laughs) i feel like they you know start serving the you know marinara with like spaghetti and meatballs because Americans because went over there. Because Americans and went over there and they expected yeah. it. Exactly. That's probably exactly what happened. Right. Yeah. So with the spaghetti and meatball thing, tomatoes in America were a luxury really until about the 19th century when they started be- being able to like can them better. Oh, just preserve them. Yeah. So before that, yeah, they're going to go bad. Why are you going to buy tomatoes? Oh my they're God. They're expensive. Like, they're going to go bad. Right. They would go bad so quickly. I could see why right. they were lucky. Because like even now to get fresh tomatoes isn't like cheap. No, it's not. And it's kind of a pain in the ass to keep them. Yeah. So just get cans of So once we were able to get cans of tomatoes, people started making homemade sauces and they made a marinara, which um, is called the sailor's sauce. Sailor's sauce? Why was it a sailor's sauce? Because people would make it um, out at sea. Oh. So marinara comes from mariner. No. 
Yes. Shit. Marinara comes from Mariner. Wow. I mean, I once you say it out loud, I feel like you should have known. Like, I don't know why. That's why I'm <laughs> saying, wow, I don't know how right. I didn't know that. How did you not know that? Out of every, okay, out of every single fact that we have discussed on this podcast, that may be the most mind-blowing <laughs> to me. Well, I mean, that's fair. And it was oh. mind-blowing to me, too. But it was also like, oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it's Marinara. A yeah. It's, a Marinara. A Marinara. A Marinara. <laughs> it's in the fucking name. It's in the fucking name. Uh, because you would have never thought, I right. guess. Like why tomatoes and the sea. Why would that ever? <laughs> Tomato of the sea. Tomato of the sea. Um, <laughs> do you remember when Jessica Simpson, Simpson thought that uh, that uh, Starkist was chicken? Because their tagline. Oh was my chicken god, you're chicken of the, the sea. sea, right? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> but okay, so at that time, spaghetti was also the most popular pasta, readily available to most Americans. Mm. So you had spaghetti noodles, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. giving us. We had the tomatoes because they were cheap. And we had the meatballs. And that's how we did it. That's how we got what we eat now. We just smushed it all together. and Right. Smushed it all together. Smushed it all together and made a dish. Yeah, so the dish grew in popularity. Yeah. And then Italian restaurants started serving it because that's what people wanted. So like before that, Italian restaurants were like, well, I'm not gonna serve you fucking meatballs with marinara sauce on it. What are you out at sea? Oh really? <laughs> what are you? What are you out at sea? <laughs> but yeah, like they weren't about it until like people white, you know, white non-Italian people came in and were like, you got any of those spaghetti meatballs? I don't know why they have a southern accents. It's like eighteen. Because that's what white people. <laughs> Have all the time. But like, yeah, like people, oh gosh, other white English white people were coming in, like expecting this, and that's what they got. But also, that's I mean, Italian Americans still, you know, they have their sauce that they call gravy. Yeah, yeah. And they make it on Sunday, like all day. Yeah. And so, like, like tomato sauce is very Italian American for sure. It's very Italian. But it's Italian American. It's Italian American, not right. Italian right. Italian. Oh my God, that reminds me. When we went to Chicago recently, I guess it didn't make sense then, but it makes total sense now. We went to a like tiny little. It wasn't a tiny restaurant, but it was a, an Italian restaurant. And we uh, like sat down, and the guy came over, and they didn't have pizza for one. They didn't serve pizza, and we were like, "That's kind of weird," but whatever. Yeah, and it's then, a weird, but so we ended up ordering the spaghetti and meatballs, and the guy, the waiter, was like. Like, seemed like, okay, like, whatever. Like, like of course. Of course you want spaghetti and meatballs. Like, he seemed kind of almost distraught about the fact that we were getting spaghetti and meatballs. Like, it's like at least you get, like, a carbonara. <laughs> we had the whole menu in front of us, and we chose spaghetti and meatballs, and he was like, you really fucking... So, like, I'm sure that nowadays Italians, like, that were from an Italian family, not Italian-American, but, like, right. actual Italians, frown upon spaghetti and meatballs. Or think yeah. it's just too basic, like, basic white bitch. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of differences between Italian Americans and Italians, oh, hell as yes. I have seen from you know, like a media, because I don't don't know a lot of Italian Americans that are like that close to Italian American, you know? Oh, really? Like, I feel like I might know, like, I know people of Italian descent that live in America, but I don't mm. know like people that like are Italian Americans, you know? Oh. I just don't have a lot of Italian American friends. Where, like, That's fair. they still are preserving their culture and they're, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, they have that kind of history. I think. Of people that, like, they took a DNA test and it told them they're Italian. Like, 
Much different. I think it depends on the circles you're in. Because we do, my family does, but we're also Italian. Right, but like you are Italian, but you're not like an Italian American. I'm not an Italian American, no. I just have Italian in my blood. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And also, I think it's the region we're in, you know? That too. There's not a whole lot of Italians up here. No, no, it's not. I mean, because they settled in New York mostly. And they didn't migrate over, really. They said, that giant fucking lake, we're not crossing that. We're staying here. Nope. We ain't doing it. Um, yeah, because most of the people in Michigan are from, are like French. Arabic. They also Arabic, speak Arabic. Yeah. You're not Arabic, right? What? You can't be Arabic, can you? I said French. You can no. You, you can you be Arabic, though? I don't know the full answer on that question. <laughs> I think it's a controversial topic. I think it is. Um, I think that you you can be from Arab nations. Arab nations, but you wouldn't be from Arabia. There's no Arabia. There's no, no Arabia. For sure. But there are Arab countries. But I don't know if we call them Arab countries. I the Middle East. Middle Eastern That's also people. up for debate. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I've just always relied like on Middle Eastern. Like where Middle East or... It's not so much that like there are Middle Eastern countries, right? But like we don't, as Americans, always know all the places that are Middle Eastern countries, right? Some that's, places are South Asian fair. countries and that's we're like, fair. oh, that's in the Middle East. It's like it's not in the Middle East, it's South Asian. Like people like even like back in the day, like they would put India in the Middle East. India's clearly not in the Middle East. No. It's not even kind of in the Middle East. But even like, um, I think Iran is not in the Middle East either. No. But like I don't think it is either. Like when I was learning about the war in high school, my fucking teachers told me it was a war in the Middle East. So I don't know where they were fighting, but <laughs> apparently it's much different than where they, I thought so they were fighting. I, I guess so. I would go with Arabic speaking. I only say that because the second yeah. most spoken language in Michigan besides oh. English is um, Arabic. Oh, okay. That's why you brought that up. That's why I brought that up. That um, roundabout way. Yeah, roundabout. Yeah, that's fair. That. That's, that's what, that's but like. I guess I was long-standing immigrants. I, I feel like French is the most common in Michigan. Like from like multi like many generations. Oh. That have been here for multi-generation. Yeah. That and like German. Like anybody that came from um, Canada. Like immigrated yeah, through oh, Canada sure. instead of immigrating through New York. Which if you immigrated through New York, you can probably stay in New York or that area. Right. I don't I honestly don't know who came through Canada, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was um, like. I know the French did. Where the fuck is Holland? Holland is. Is it a country? Don't tell me it's a country. I think it's a country. Yeah, because Amsterdam's in Holland. Oh shit, it is. <laughs> okay, so what do you call them? Holl Hollandish people? The the people of Holland. I I don't know. <laughs> the halls. <laughs> the halls. Also, why do we like have a city? Like people from Poland or the Poles? Why do we have a city named Holland? Because probably people came from Holland. That, that's what I was getting at. Right. It wouldn't so surprise me if yeah. that, that cult, that type of person, those people from that, that area. That type of, what do you mean by that? <laughs> the, the people from that area. <laughs> uh, it's nah, a very popular here too. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I think it's just like a lot of like Eastern European and also like France. Yes. And like England. Yes. Not Italy for some reason. Not Italy. Okay. Basically everywhere but Italy. Yeah. All, is, all I know is that part of my family comes from France and they are, they came from the Canada, through Canada. And oh. then part of Matt's family is German that came through Canada. 
Interesting. So. See, mine are Italian, came through Ellis Island. Exactly. And. But also, yeah, there's Polish. a lot of German Americans Sorry. here. I, I couldn't think of that. Where Polish. the Poles come from? Ellis Island. Oh, interesting. Because there, I think, I mean, there are a lot of Polish people in Michigan. Assume there are a lot of Polish people in You would assume Canada festivals. because it's more northern. Poland's more northern. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Poland. No, it's right around Germany, isn't it? Yeah, Poland's by Germany. And Italy is much south of that. Yeah, yeah. So, Italy, like, the Germans came through Canada. Why wouldn't the Polish? I don't know. I think it just depends on when you're coming to. Yeah. Yeah. And at least my family came through. Ellis yeah. Island. I don't know if it was Not good, all the Polish people maybe did. I don't know. No. But, yeah, that's all I have on what we talked about. What I was going to get into, though, this whole phenomenon that I, like, saw a TikTok about. That, like, most family recipes... Mm-hmm. Are from a box in like th- the 1940s or 50s. Wow. Yeah, like most people's grandma's recipes are off the back of a box. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, but then that was like too big. That's so then I was too like, much. I don't know if I can add that. Do another, yeah, do a whole, th- whole other episode on it. See, I don't know if it's enough for a whole episode. Like it either. could be conspiracy theory a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not really conspiracy theory because it's just. They no. just like had people. Uh, I was reading an article about it, and this one person they had a like a contest for cookies, <laughs> and the top two cookies. The first one was on the back of a Toll House box. Oh my god! And yes. the second one was that doubled. <laughs> <laughs> Toll House cookies are the best. So I love. They're them. the number one cookie apparently. As they should be. But like these people didn't know though. These people were oh like, God. "No, it's my grandma's recipe." Dude, that's <laughs> Your hilarious. grandma just wrote down the recipe. And like a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of, maybe not a lot, but there was at least, I uh, know that was like, because I was reading like anecdotes about it. There was like one person that uh, their like family recipe was from like Macy's. Oh. Yeah, like Macy's back in the day was giving out like complimentary like recipes <laughs> with like fucking buy something, you get a recipe. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Right, but like they did that. They had promotional items so much back in the day. They did, they did. I'm But that's a good one because we didn't have Google. Yeah, and then like the whole article started off with this guy who was a Michelin Michelin star chef mm-hmm. and uh, he his favorite recipe was his grandmother's potato salad. Oh. And it came from the back of a Hellman's container. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's a conspiracy though. Like I, be- I bet yeah. you a majority of people's Family recipes, quote unquote, yeah. came from boxes. Just or came from boxes. Back of a helmet. But, like, uh, why wouldn't we think that? Especially, like, things like pasta salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. unless it's a German pasta salad, you know? Yeah, right. But, like, if it's just, like, an Americanized pasta salad, like. Definitely the back of a box. Definitely the back of a box. But, yeah, that's that's my story. I have one last fact to um, leave this on. I will, I will add one. Did you know that spaghetti is actually the plural form of the noodle? I did not. Yes. Spaghetti is when you're talking about more than one. No, one spaghetti is a spaghetto. Oh. Yeah. Here's the thing. Nobody in their right mind is eating one spaghetto. No one's eating one spaghetto. If you (laughs) ate one spaghetto. Actually, no, I, I do take that back. Back in the day when I was a child, I would eat one spaghetto while cooking spaghetti. You can do that. Yeah. While it's hard. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I that's, would don't, eat. No, no okay. yeah, yeah okay. I would when I was a child. I would eat hard spaghetti. But you would eat one spaghetto to test the spaghetti. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I didn't that's know crazy. that. I, I don't. I don't remember where I learned that. But that seems like a useless thing to have a singular form for. Exactly, because no one ever eats one spaghetto. I mean, one spaghetto. You definitely eat spaghetti. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I really want? Spaghetti. Spaghetti O's. <sighs> No. I haven't had them in so long, no. though. Chef Boyardee. Ravioli. Yeah, no, I want the SpaghettiOs. <sighs> Spaghetti. Oh, my God. The ones with the meatballs in them? Mm. No, I don't want the fake meat in there. No, the fake meat. Fake meat freaks me out. If I get the if I get the Chef Boyardee, it's just the cheese ravioli. <laughs> don't give me no meat ravioli. <laughs> Uh, no. Why? How is that me saying that? I don't. Like I don't one. believe in any kind of canned meat, and I think yeah. that's a little privileged of me, and I will admit that. But no, spam's fucking weird. No, but like even like canned chicken or like yeah, I don't either. Yeah, but I think that w- that is coming from a place of privilege because if we grew up poorer, then we would have to have eaten. You know what? Yeah. Canned chicken. Yeah. That is. That's very true. So um, Walmart has like a whole aisle. Right, so like it is privileged of me, but it still freaks me out, and I don't know how to get past it. I'm I'm with it, man. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you're like I'm not eating canned chicken. Hell no. Although I saw some person on TikTok make a pizza crust with canned chicken, and then people were like, "That's gross. You use canned chicken." I'm like, "It's gross that she's making a pizza crust <laughs> out of chicken in general. Like it doesn't matter. That's what you got from that. It doesn't matter what she's using at that point because she's no. making a pizza crust out of chicken. So. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're picking weird battles to fight, guys. No, thanks. Stick with bread, bro. Right, or even cauliflower. Don't why chicken? Yeah, why chicken? You can make gluten-free bread. Just gluten-free flour. So weird. I don't know. Either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about yes. spaghetto. Yes, spaghettos. Spaghettos. <laughs> I learned um, a lot. I, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. Mm. I um. You know, went into it thinking it was going to have a lot of information. I feel like it wasn't as much as I wanted, but but there were some singers in there. Yeah. So um, thank you all for joining us today. Yes. Uh, we hope you learned something. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we hope you stay, stay curious. curious. Six of one.